Welcome back to another episode of Producer Grind Podcast. Karen the JB with me. Yo. Yo. Curtis King in the building, man. Yes, sir. How you doing? Doing good, man. Man, thank you for having me on. I'm good. How you doing? Chill it, man. How y'all doing? Fantastic. Good. <laughs> Pulled up on us in the A. Yeah. It was red, necessary. Uh, red eye flight. Red eye flight. No so. sleep. About four hours of sleep. I'm good. I'm I can't, good. I can't ever sleep on the plane, bro. Yeah, I snore. So <laughs> it's just not happening. Right. Yeah, and plus it's my first time in first class. So I was oh, in there. I was like, let me enjoy this. I want to enjoy this. Looked around and I was like, yeah, I'm not finna sleep. So I just read before I knew what the four hours was up. Mm. We was landing. So yeah, a pleasure to be here though. Already, bro. First class. I hear you, man. I know. I see you. Okay. I see you. I'm jealous, man. Life flex. It's my first time, like, all this time, you know, doing the things that I have done. Uh, it's never really been a priority to get into things. and But now I'm understanding, like, the necessity of experiences is more important than buying things. Like, you'll buy a thing and be tired of it after a month and experience stays with you the rest of your life. Right. So, these are the things that when somebody pull up on me like, hey, you ever been on first class? And I'm like, matter of fact, I went uh, to produce the grind. Hey. And I was on first class. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was a definitely a relaxing flight. But I'm I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to finally chop it up with y'all. Oh, yeah. definitely, man. We got a lot of stuff we want to talk about. You know, we put out the feelers in the community, had them submit some topics they wanted a lot of guys definitely want to talk to you about YouTube because, you know, you're definitely looked at as a, an authority in YouTube and it, keywords yeah. and, right. you know what I mean, just building your YouTube. Definitely want to talk about mental health. Absolutely. Because that's one thing that we haven't really talked about too much on our podcast. And I know you're big on that. And that's a real big topic, you know what I mean, in, in 2019, going into right. 2020, especially with social media and all that stuff. And yeah. So we'll definitely get into that, man. Absolutely. Got to talk about the click funnels a little bit because I know you, you're on the wave too. Um, Whole bunch of stuff, man. But let, let's bring it back, man. Let's talk about early Curtis King. How did you even get into music? Because I don't even know. So I started off as a rapper, right? I still record songs to this day. But when I first initially got into music, uh, the idea of production wasn't something that I was looking to do. Uh, it's something that kind of stumbled uh, upon me and my boy, my boy Keaton, who I started rapping with. Uh, we were in high school. And even to start rapping was a bet. He was like, man, you ever rap before? I was like, rap? I, was like, I wrote little poetry or something to somebody I was trying to talk to. But he was like, uh, I was like, nah. He was like, 30 minutes, write something, I'll write something. And the rest was history. Then we kind of got into it and started thinking about like, well, what's the purpose of us doing this? Because it's going to get old fast. And we knew that at a young age. I was like 17. Um, and the more we got into it, we wasn't like, mind you, I'm 34. So during that time, it was like mixtape era. And so everybody was rapping over things they found on Napster, on Bearshare, Bear Share. and all these different sites that you get these beats, but everybody mixtapes sound the same, especially in California. Like everybody mixtapes probably in everywhere that was getting downloads from the same place. Every mixtape sounded the same. And so my boy was like, man, some one of us got to learn how to produce. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, from what I was seeing on the, on the internet at that time, like I think War Beats was the only person doing tutorials oh, shit, War Beats. Uh, on YouTube. I was like, yeah, that ain't for me. But I was the one that was computer savvy. And so that's an important for, for later on. But basically, we went to go buy NBA 2K2, I think, right? Show you my age. For Dreamcast, right? And so we pulled up on a, uh, an electronic boutique before GameStop. And I uh, saw the game, had Iris on the cover. He picked it up. I went around looking into the used section of PlayStation. Boom, 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 looking. And the biggest disc that was there, the biggest jewel case was like a two-disc jewel case that was like the most corniest pitch and I was like have you ever thought about making your own beats hip hop techno and I was like yeah 
<laughs> right? And so I looked at it and I was like, and I started reading and I was like, yo, in my head, I was like, this is what we need. And so my boy was like, man, what are we going to do? Are we going to get this 2K? Are we going to get that? And so I, I ended up uh, sleeping on it and came back and I was like, Let, man, let's just do this music. Let's go full, full blast. And I mean, that was literally, I had to sleep on I mean, at 16, 17, you don't expect that kind of decision making, but right. my boy was a, a, a year older than me. He was still wise beyond his years. But most of us, man, we grew up around our grandmothers and grandfathers, so we always around wisdom. Mm. Thankfully, I'm grateful for that. But I uh, slept on it, came back, pulled up, and I was like, yeah, we know what we want. And we only had enough money to buy either the used game or like put our money together and buy the 2K. And so, boom, got it. First, he messed with it. And he was like, man, you take this shit. Right? <laughs> mm. I ain't finna do nothing with this. Like, it's too complicated. And I was like, all right, I'll figure it out. And what I experienced was like the most enjoyable experience I ever, ever had at that point of making music. I was like, yo, something about this makes me feel like free. Mm. I feel like I'm at my best just putting these sounds together. And for some reason, I got an ear for what works. Yeah. I mean, beats was trash, but I still feel like I had an idea, a good idea. Were the sounds fire in that game? Hell no. Huh? I mean, I feel like now, because of all the plugins I have, I can make it. Fire, like I could make a video. I haven't done it yet, but I could make a video and make those sounds fire. But the sounds was cheesy. Mm -hmm. Like it was like stand up bass, and it was like uh, you don't really want to use that. Um, like, even the vocal sample. So at first, the beats was trash because there was like no direct input that I could record from PlayStation into the computer. Mm -hmm. So I did what I guess anybody at that time would do. I went to Radio Shack. Couldn't afford the bigger microphone, so I got the headset, like for an operator. <laughs> Set it next to the speaker and shit. Jimmy rigged that shit right on the TV, recorded it. And homie was like, yo, these are dope, but it ain't got no bass. I was like, oh, damn. That's when I learned they don't pick up bass frequencies. And so uh, that's how initially I got into it was, it was me kind of toying around with MTV Music Generator and figuring out how can I use, because I was really good with computers, how can I use that experience from computers and figure out how to bring these two together. That's when I, I, I started building elements of my first computer because my pops was into computers. And so I put in my sound card and then I figured out how to put the RCA cables from the PlayStation into the computer. Mm. And then I was getting a clean signal. Then it was like, okay, well, you just got to get better at production now. And so uh, <laughs> 17 years later, <laughs> mm. right, here we are. And so uh, that's really what got me started in the very beginning was just toying around and, and, and really approaching it like it's just another hobby. Yeah. Now you've been serious with being an artist though up until like you you you, you pursued that for a while. Like sure. you, you still put out music and stuff. Sure. I I think what I did, and it's something that's probably gonna be a recurring theme with this, is something I'm gonna be pushing for a lot of my audience to think about is perhaps what you're doing right now as you're trying to monetize your music, maybe that's not the route that you need to go with what you have. Yeah. Maybe what you have right now is a luxurious hobby. Mm. And that's not bad. People hear hobby and they're like, no, no, I'm serious about what I do. No, you can have a serious hobby. Like, you see some of these old folks out here, bro, like they, bro, they serious about their hobbies. Mm. Like, they'll buy hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of fishing gear to show you how serious they are about their hobby. But the purpose of a hobby is that it's going to bring you enjoyment. It's going to remind you of being a human being. It's going to remind you, mm. like, what fills me up. And a lot of producers right now, it's crazy because I see them, you know, and this was me as an artist, is that you get so invested into the, the business of it that you lose the fact, like, you don't even make music most of the time because you're a full-time, you know, marketer for your, your, right. your music. You're a full-time 
a manager of yourself. And so as an artist, I got into that place where like I've been on tour with MERS. Like that was the first time I came to ATL was at the Marquee. Uh, Marquee. And um, I went on tour, uh, I think it was 25 states uh, in two months. Or uh, it was 25, I think it's 50 cities in 25 states, whatever it was, it was long. And that's what initially got me to understanding like, yo, sometimes we got to like protect the things that bring us joy. Mm. And so for me as an artist, I was knee deep, bro. Like I, I, I've worked with the hit boys. I've worked with, you know, uh, folks on the, on the West Coast, like the Absols and even Kendrick Lamar's. And I've worked with them as artists and as producers. And it was like, I'm losing the joy in this because I'm so invested in the business of this. Like, this is not what I got into. Mm. Like I didn't get on, I didn't start recording songs or making beats so that I could be better at social media than Gary Vee. That's not what was in my 17-year-old mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I think a lot of folks got to come to grips with, do I have, is this truly my purpose to monetize what I'm doing or do I have just an expensive hobby? Mm. When you understand that, you're going to do one of two things. You're either going to identify that your music is a hobby and find the joy in it and stop worrying about how it's going to make you money and just do the things that you're good at. Like maybe you're good at explaining your process. That don't stop you from making your music. When you figure that out, that's one way you can do it. Or the second way is go all in, monetize your music, but find another hobby. Most producers don't have hobbies, mm-hmm. right? Most producers, like you ask them what their hobbies is. Like I asked y'all earlier, y'all was like, I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Like we, we, we in the business, we need deep. And that was me too. But I think when you find something that brings you enjoyment, you find something that brings you happiness and something that honestly you're terrible at is even better. Maybe it's learning the piano. But not learning the piano so that you can become better than Scott Storch. Like, that shouldn't be the, the, the play. The play should be, yo, I'm going to go buy this $5 puzzle from, from, uh, from Target. It's a thousand pieces. It's probably going to take me a week. I'm not going to share it on social media because it ain't about this. You, what, you going to stunt with a puzzle? <laughs> Just do it and enjoy the process. There's a million and one books right now on Amazon about peak performance. Nobody teaches you how to have peak enjoyment. Mm. So now what I'm trying to push is more so, more so than giving you marketing tips, more so than teaching you, stat, you know, stats and things you can do and tips and tutorials with beats. Do you enjoy making music? Yeah. So for me as an artist, that was my biggest thing is when I got back to enjoying making music, I don't have to worry about the titles. I don't have to be anybody except for somebody who just has music as, a, uh, as an expensive hobby. Because I got a home studio. Like, don't get it twisted. I still got to do what I got to do. But, uh... Yeah, you, you end up falling back in love with it. No, I man, I can. I never even thought about it like that because, you know, we we see producers and stuff. Maybe guys that are just getting started. You know, what I mean, their beats might be trash, but they love them. They they love listening. Listen, listen. Yeah, you know, what I mean, yeah. just like yo, like after they cooked up and just being able to play for someone and listen to it in the car, they're getting all this enjoyment. But I feel like when I cook up. I'm like, damn, is this something that's marketable? Is this something a rapper? Like, Man. that's what, like, right. that's what makes me, if I'm happy or not, not the fact that I just created some shit, you know what I mean? Nobody in this room started making beats at whatever, what age did you start making beats? Like, four, 15, 16? What age? 13. Hey. No, none of y'all at your 18, 14, 15 year old bond, whatever, none of y'all were thinking, man, I got to get these loops together because some some other 15-year-old about to clown me on YouTube for using too much sausage fattener. Mm. Right. Pause. 
Oh, <laughs> right. But these details now matter because now you're in a different place. Now you've leveled up. Now you have different problems that come along. And like, like most producers think that, or most human beings, I should say, I'm not putting on producers, think that your life will be happy and fulfilled when you get rid of all problems. The only people that have no problems are sitting in graves right now. They are mm. dead. Mm. So what you want are better quality problems. Right? When I was first starting out and I was really pushing music full time and trying to be an artist, like buying things like the essentials, like toilet paper and food at one point were a struggle. That was my problem. Yeah. Now, like, you know, the fact that I'm in a home and I'm like, you know, the responsibilities of being on the same page with, uh, you know, my, my, my gardener mm. <laughs> and making sure that the lawn is, is cool and up to the standards of the uh, homeowners association. Mm. It's a good problem That's to have. Good, right, right, right. right. It's still annoying. Right. The, the, the guy who gets, gets a Lamborghini and you know, he, he's driving around. It ain't me, but he's driving around, get a flat tire. You still got to, it's better problems. You got a flat mm-hmm. tire on a Lamborghini. Right. So you just want to get better quality problems. And I think uh, a lot of folks are trying to like find things that help them escape from the inevitable. Mm. And so I, uh, that's definitely, like, that's, that's, that's the brand that I'm pushing now, mm. which is important is that remember why you started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so many people get into this and get titles and feel like they got to live up to that. Mm. They get clout and feel like, yo, I can't do that. Cause that's below me. What you mean? That's below you. Yeah. That's big. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when I, when I worked at Quiznos for four years, the owner taught me a lesson. He was a terrible owner, by, by the way, I'm sorry. He was terrible, but he, he taught me a very valuable lesson. <laughs> Because he used to do stuff like turn the air conditioner off to save, save money, money. and tell us that it was broke. But I ain't wow. going to get into that. Uh, but he taught me a valuable lesson of day one. I was making a sound, putting it together, right? And he said, uh, he said, hey, look at me. And I said, so what's going on? I thought I messed up. He picked up a piece of trash off the ground and put it in the trash can. He said, if I do that, what do you think I expect of you? He owned the place and he picked up trash. It's not below him. Mm-hmm. So... I think that's that's some things people don't understand when they they do get into that level of success that you know you don't stop evolving you're forever a student in this. Thanks, Gordon. So how how when were you able to not have to have a job and monetize off of and what was the first thing? What was your first monetization? So <laughs> I quit before I started making money in music because I was like all in. I yeah. I have a, I've had a problem and I spoke about it recently. We just talked about it in, in that I recognized. I confuse passion with purpose. Mm. And because I was so, like, passion is a drug. Passion can make you do some amazing things, good and bad. Think of a crime of passion. You know, a a man comes home and, (laughs) you know, he's married and he's, like, had a tiring day. And then he hears, he hears some arm. Who who is it? He hears the chick's tape five upstairs. He, like, my wife doesn't listen to that. And he walks upstairs and he's like, these Timberlands are not mine. Yeah. Then he walks in the door and he sees them butt-ass naked and it's like, I'm finna commit a crime of passion. That's passion. Passion has the ability to destroy that person's life because now he's gonna go in and, and hurt them or kill them. Mm. In the same way, we kill our careers and we kill our dreams. And so, with, what was it? Was, I'm sorry, what was the initial question? I'm kind of getting off on a, on a, on a... What was the first thing you monetized? So the monetization. I didn't. I let passion dictate where I was going. I was tired of working at Quiznos. I think I worked at um, Panasonic making Wii video games for a second. Like, I wasn't making the, I was literally printing them. Oh, wow. Like, it wasn't exciting. Fire. I was like, that's it wasn't, it's, it, When I explained it, people were like, oh, that must have been... No, nah, it wasn't exciting. I was yeah. in there, and I was, like, printing the games 
and nobody like really spoke English there. And so when I would ask questions, they would kind of like shoo me off. And that was on me. Like I had like, it would go on my, basically it would put me in a situation where I would get doc pay because I wasn't able to translate the things that they were telling me or ask the right questions. And so I just, I gave, I just quit. And I said, I'm going to music full time. I never forget. I quit my job and I pulled up to a restaurant and ate breakfast by myself for the first time in my life. And I was like, man, I'm going to do something. I got to make something work. Now, is all this out of passion? Passion. Passion but is basically just high emotion. Passion is a drunk driver taking you to your goals. Now, you use this example, and I, I was asking Dylan about it. Like, did you fully understand it? And I didn't... I didn't understand it then. So when you're yeah. saying a drunk driver to the your goal... All right, I'm so, just explain. So we're trying to get to a destination, right? right? We're trying to get from A to B. Try, so we're trying to get to the Walgreens down the street. If you had a drunk driver drive, they may get there, they may not. Or they may hit a couple pedestrians on the way. <laughs> or they may swerve and it's almost like a like a <laughs> like a seven-year-old playing GTA for the first time. <laughs> right? It's like you may, you know, they may stop for some lights, they may run over for some people. That's what I feel like a drunk driver passion is. Passion can get you to a destination. It can fuel you some great ideas. Mm. But there's a difference between passion and your mission. Right? Passion can fuel your mission if you know what it is. But if 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 you if you just got passion and no purpose, it's like, no disrespect to to any of the, the ladies that are that are that are listening or watching, it's like magic going to the club and you seeing a girl with a big old booty, badass. You like, oh damn, she's fine, but she's all off beat. She got a weapon that she don't know what to do with. <laughs> right? You looking like that's a dangerous weapon, but she, uh, she, she way off beat. Like she's swinging arms and stuff, <laughs> knocking drinks over, and it's like, oh my goodness. it's like a kid with a, with a gun, like with a with a high power gun. He's too he's too light to shoot that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the same thing with, um, with people who have passion and don't have purpose. So in that moment in time, I did what I set out to do for the next 20, 17 years of my my career, and I didn't realize it until this year that that was my problem because I. I have a mentality where if something don't work, I have no fear burning it down and starting from scratch. That's a problem, right? I just so happen to have a high success rate doing it. Mm. And this is the first year that burning everything down wasn't necessarily a good idea. And we talk about that, I guess, with the YouTube stuff, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I burned everything out of pure passion, not pure purpose. I thought it was my purpose and we get misconstrued with that. And so identifying that that's what made me stop working. And I was like, no, nah, I'm about to do this music full time. I'm about to, you know, at that time I was listening to a lot of Pac, Tupac interviews and I was like, no, nah, I got to go all in, got to double up, got to mm. stay in all of these different mantras that holds, they hold right, but they're not directing a purpose. I don't really have a purpose. I'm making music at 17 and 18. I don't really know exactly why, you know, what's my ultimate, pr- I don't know. And so it let's, changes. Let's dive into this and how does someone figure out their purpose and how do they, what steps do they need to take to separate a passion and a purpose? So with your passion, what you got to understand is that passion and purpose is almost like the relationship of your brain. Your brain is divided between an emotional, so let's say it's a driver example again. It's an emotional driver and a thinking driver. Okay. The, the per, not sorry, emotional driver and a thinking passenger. They never change. Like the, the, your thinking brain never gets the driver's seat. Because no matter what, your emotions are going to always be stronger than what you're thinking about at the moment. Even if it makes logical. You ever did some things and you was like, 
this don't make no sense to do this, but I'm finna do it anyway because I feel like I need to do this. Mm. Right? <laughs> I'm finna spend this money. Like, I don't know, I don't know what's yeah. gonna do it. Like, but that's that's the emotional brain driving and saying, no, no, no. And the problem is that people think that you gotta get rid of emotions. You get rid of emotions, you get rid of empathy, and you get rid of instinct. So the part that the way that you find your purpose is to have your thinking brain negotiate with your emotional brain. So for somebody who their purpose is to lose weight. Instead of saying, nah, 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 I'm the thinking brain. I'm finna take over this, this car. You tell the emotional brain, just put the shoes by the door. Put, the sh- put your running shoes by the door in the morning and just, just put them by the door. You gotta do nothing. The emotional brain is like, I got that. But I can level up on top of that though. I, I, I can, I can put, I'm gonna put them on and I'm gonna just walk outside, outside my door. The thinking brain's like, that's cool. Do you. <laughs> then you do that and the thinking brain is like, I like your progress. Have a snicker. <laughs> mm. And then mm. the, the emotional brain is like, oh, I get rewarded for doing this? Mm. And then you kind of negotiate with yourself. So if you're trying to find your purpose, there's three things that I've always stood by. One, figure out what you do that comes easier to you but more difficult to other people. Right? So for me as a producer starting off, it was a lot easier for me to articulate myself mm-hmm. and to share like my thoughts and not be like a hermit and, and be closed in or whatnot. I just was, that was my personality. Also, what would you do and then do it for free? Y'all have seen in this interview so far, I've been talking your ears off. I love to talk. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. I would do it for free. I do it for free. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is how can you use it to help other people? Because if ultimately you're doing everything just for yourself, it won't fulfill you. I think in the same, if you're doing everything just for other people too. True, mm-hmm. true. That's a good point. But here's something that scientists learn from, from, from dolphins. Cause I'm, it's weird, but here's something scientists learn from dolphins that I'm, ha- I'm having to institute now because for the last two years, I literally shut down all connections to people that I've known. I mean, in your career, you're going to do that anyways. As a producer, the more successful you get, um, you know, part of the obsession of being not just good enough to be a producer that makes sort of good beats, but to be a producer that says, no, I need to get that last placement on that album. I need to be the most known on YouTube. I need to, that kind of obsession requires a lot of sacrifice. What comes at the end of that is not happiness. It doesn't guarantee you happiness. So here's something that I learned. Scientists study dolphins because they're like some of the happiest, consistently happiest animals in the world. Mm. Three things that dolphins do as a habit that, that separates them from any other species that keeps them consistently happy. It's an acronym called POD. P stands for play. They give time to just play. This ain't about monetizing. This ain't about how do I level up this part of my fun. This is about just play. Just make music. The O you got to be around others. They say that being alone, like most producers are on a regular basis, this might depress a lot of folks out there, I'm sorry, but being alone for long periods of time is actually more detrimental to your health. Look it up. Go ahead and Google it. Look it up. It's more detrimental to your health than having a consistent smoking habit. I've heard that before, yeah. Come on. Yeah. So I know, I I understand because I've pushed that narrative like, be the Lone Ranger. You got to go out there and go get it yourself. People ain't going to understand you. And it's true. A lot of people don't understand producers, but there are other producers who understand what you're going through. And you got to put yourself in a place where 
you know, and I'm gonna get to the last part of that too, the D, but you got to get yourself in a position to where maybe you're not just around other producers. Maybe you find something that, something else that you're into, right? Maybe you got some skating homies. You go out there and you just skate the park. Y'all don't talk about music. You don't talk about who you're working with. This is your opportunity to just be whatever, whatever your government name is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of the producer name or whatnot. So the O is others. P is play. O is others. D stands for downtime. Something we don't preach in, in the producer community. We don't have enough downtime to actually sit with our thoughts. We're always on the go. We're always consuming somebody else's content, thinking, oh, that's the way I'm going to level up. That's the next move. That's the next trend. Have you ever sat for a second and say, do I enjoy any of this? Downtime gives you that. Downtime gives you an opportunity to just meditate kind of meditate, and, and, and also gives you an opportunity to just like let all the craziness go on in your body. It's like you ever been through a crazy situation and then you have a moment to be still and you realize on the outside you're still, but the inside, everything is still kind of going crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of folks who never get an opportunity to just stop, right? So something I do, and this is going to be probably the weirdest thing y'all heard on this, uh, you know, on this podcast is that um, I do something called a deprivation tank. Oh, Joe Rogan. Yes, sir. Joe Rogan. I yeah, I learned exactly it from Joe Rogan. Yeah. Deprivation tank in which you basically go for an hour. And most people who are skeptics of this stuff are like, oh, I don't understand why you can, why that's so, whatever, I don't care. I go in there for an hour and it's basically about three feet of water from the, from the water to the bottom. And it's like a, a seven, six to seven feet lo- wide or long. And you literally sit in there naked. You sit in there on top of Epsom salt and you literally sit in there and they deprive the room of sound and of light. In that situation, introduce what most producers are afraid of. Not even producers, human beings, sorry. Human beings are afraid of actually being still. That was actually my first question. Is it scary? Like dark and scary? The first time it was. Here's the craziest part. The first time I did it, I was like, yo, this is, I can't do this. Like I'm going a little bit over the overboard with the mental health. And I opened the door and I was like, can't find a hyperventilating. Then I sat in there again. And after, I think what I think, because you don't have no clocks in here. I think it was about 20 minutes that passed where I started hallucinating. Yeah, I started yeah. seeing shapes and colors and I couldn't tell whether my eyes were open or closed. Because it's purely dark. It's purely dark. And what happens in that moment, it's not even about it being like a high, but it's a, it's a matter of this is the only time you have to be somewhere and not be able to be distracted by pings on the phone. Not be distracted by, yo, somebody needs you to pull up here. Not be distracted by, yo, you got to change that title on YouTube. You get to just be human being. You get to be that. And so I sit in there for, I lay in there for an hour and I literally just let my mind just like almost refresh itself. Mm-hmm. I come out of there feeling like a new man every single time. And so downtime. So play others in downtime. That's how dolphins are consistently happy. No wonder producers <laughs> run into so many issues, right? And, and, and we and we 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 not fulfill no matter what we accomplish. We always, you know, there's a disease of more. We always got to get more in order to get finally be happy but when when is enough enough hmm. i went all over the place right now i'm sorry but, so uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so for a producer without getting in the tank yeah without getting in the tank doing that shit because like i know I'm a lot of people would right be, now, huh? i mean i would probably do it honestly yeah uh, okay. just because i, Cause I, wouldn't, water, I witness, right? and you float you're, yeah. you're literally floating on top of this three feet of water and uh you don't have the opportunity you don't see no lights you're just in there like, like literally meditating. You have to. You have no choice. <laughs> like it's weird, but like 
I experience a lot of the emotions you talk about. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I would probably do it and Good. experience it. But I'm just saying for a producer, instead of getting it into the tank, mm-hmm. how would they like get away from everything? So I think that great point because here's here's a bigger issue when I when somebody comes to me because people ask me that how do you get away from things? The bigger question I have to ask, and it's the elephant in the room, is why do you want to get away? Because whatever you're getting away from, you can have a temporary relief, but it's still there. Mm. And on top of that, it's about to low-key burn into the time that you're using to get away. Now getting away becomes another vice. So this is what I would say to that. I would say find things that allow you to enjoy what's happening right now more. Right? So for me, that's, that's, I started making it mandatory every morning, getting up and taking a walk. Right, some of the greatest philosophers, Nikola Tesla, some of the greatest philosophers of all time, the inventors, all took walks Every because morning. just and, and it was no like no no like set sketch. It's not even about like billionaire hacks and millionaire hacks. Right. Where you have to wake up by this certain time. It's just common sense. If you wake up earlier, if you go to bed earlier, you have more of the day to do things uh, um, undistracted. You have more time to do things, um, you know, without. The 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 uh the demands of the day. If you're mm-hmm. up at 4 30, 5 30, nobody else is gonna, gonna bother you at that time. So right. I get up in the morning, I, I I drink water, I just go for a walk. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Sometimes I listen to music, most times I don't because I need to just be able to be comfortable just walking. Mm-hmm. I come home and I have so many thoughts that come to my mind, right? Because meditation is not about clearing your mind. Meditation is about having the thoughts come and then literally being able to like draw your attention back to the, the, the task at hand, maybe focusing on your breathing or focusing on your walking. Every mm-hmm. time you do that, it's like a rep at the gym. Your mm-hmm. mind becomes stronger. Mm-hmm. So that's what I learned. I go for my walks. I come home, I write in a journal. I mean, like, nigga, you dug? <laughs> <laughs> I write in my journal. And, and this gives me an opportunity, instead of dumping all of my thoughts for Twitter and letting somebody else, you know, bank up on what I'm getting ready to do or... Un- it's almost like we share our thoughts faster than we even understand them ourselves. Oh, what's that one video you had where it's like, keep your ideas to yourself? Man, and... you know how many ideas that I have, I have told homies to do? And this is no shot to them because they're doing what most humans do. I told them, yo, you should do this. And they was like, yeah, that's a good idea. Four years later, I'm doing it. And it's the best thing I could have did in that moment. Sometimes you just got to, it's not even about like hiding it or, or being secretive. It's about, let me go test it out and make sure it actually works. Yeah, yeah. And if it works, and if it's something that's, you know, it, it's not unique to my situation, share it, right? But, you know, I, I, I think that's, that's really the, 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 the foundation. Like, you got to have things that help you enjoy what's going on right now, right? Mm. Sometimes you got to do what, what I did as a rapper. Anytime I felt like the, the, the business of music was too much or... or the process was frustrating. I did something called a free write. It ain't got to make sense. I'm just rhyming words and putting bars together. Sometimes we got to have a free beat. Not a free beat, <laughs> but a free beat where you just literally, I'm just going to make whatever comes to mind. Yeah. It ain't for sale. It ain't for nothing. It ain't even for IG stories. Just make the damn beat. Mm. Look at it and say, that shit was weird. All right, let's work on something else. Mm. Got to have that because if not, you're going to lose touch with the fact that you know, why did you start to do this? Why? Right. What do you find enjoyable about it? So yeah. if you cannot be in the present moment because it's too much, here's, just, here's, here's a small version of this. It's just really small. 
if you are anxious, as a philosopher, that's, I forget his name, but if, I think it's Confucius. If you're anxious, it's because you're thinking about the past. If you're, de- I'm sorry, if you're anxious, you're thinking about the future. If you're depressed, you're thinking about the past. Mm. If you're happy or at peace, you're thinking about the present. You're in the right moment. Now. So important Man. stuff that I wish I would have been able to say earlier, <laughs> but I'm 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 a work in progress myself. I think that's huge, bro. Because I don't know how many beats I done sat down, sat in front of the computer, got frustrated, and been like, "Man, I'm done for like two weeks." Man. Then come back, I'm like, "All right, well, this don't sound like the stuff that's on the radio. This sounds kind of boo boo." I'm like, "All right, well, I'm done. I'm <laughs> that, done." That reminds you know me. That reminds <laughs> like, me, for real, bro. That makes me think about the the podcast we just did with Charlie because he said, you know, when you're a kid, you can tap in your imagination. It's like when a kid picks up some crayons and starts drawing, mm-hmm. he's not thinking about. Is this, like Mona is, gonna, is this going to get an art gallery? Like, right. is someone going to buy this? Is, you know what I mean? They're just doing, doing them. That's why kids are the most, cre- people like, we're the most creative individuals or creative humans, human beings on the earth. It's not adults. We, we do some pretty brilliant things, but it's kids. You ask a kid, you know, uh, draws a unicorn jumping over a house to another house. Uh, how, how does a, un- unicorns are not real. Yes, they are. How did it jump from one roof to the other? It had wings. <laughs> How did it get wings? It drank, it drank a Red Bull because I saw a commercial <laughs> and it did that. And like, no matter what you say, they have a rebuttal for everything. That's they are the most creative creatures on this earth. And so mm. a lot of us lose that because it's the curse of knowledge sometimes, mm. right? Sometimes we know too, we, we, we think we know so much that it stifles us. And there's this thing called um, analysis paralysis. Yeah. That's why I say producers... Don't be so worried about getting feedback from people. I get an email or, or a DM on IG damn near every day. Yo, listen to my beat. Tell me if it's Man. fire. Do you think it's fire? Because that's more important. Thanks. Did you enjoy making it? It's yeah, probably more yeah. important. So mm-hmm. yeah, hell yeah. You, you lose an opportunity to grow from something and to understand it. And on top of that, analysis paralysis is like going to a restaurant and you hungry, but they got 90 things on the menu. And you like, man, I'm like, do I want Italian? Do I want Mexican food? Do I want Chinese food? I, man, I'm going to just get these fries because it's the cheapest mm-hmm. thing and it's the thing I, I know ain't, ain't going to mess up. Right. Same I mean, thing happens same when you thing producing. Same thing with so producing, much feedback, bro. Right? Speak on it. Speak on it, bro. It's like the sounds, bro. There's so many sounds. And then you get the analysis paralysis when it starts mixing the sound. Like, oh, man, I love the sound of this bell. But then I'm like, okay, but let me EQ this. No, let me keep this in. Let me keep it. Then the whole idea is gone by the time. And then you're like, well... I'm done. Delete it. Just delete yeah. it. You know the, the least project. amount of fun I had as a producer was three years ago. Four, four, nah, three, five years ago. Let me not get myself in trouble. About five or six years ago, um, a homie laced me with like damn near a terabyte of contact libraries. Correct. Right? Look at that, right? And I'm not trying to, like I said, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to open up, especially not my, my uh, FL Studio Expose himself. <laughs> I ain't trying to put nothing out there, but at that time, this, and this may help somebody from not pirating. Like, mm-hmm. I had so many options. I was like, yo, I don't know what I'm going to make. Right. <laughs> and right. so I started picking stuff because it sounded fire. And it wasn't. <laughs> and then I find one sound in there and I'm like, I don't even want to make bees right now, bro. Like, I got to like, what if I don't pick the right thing? Right. right. What if I go into something and I'm obsessing over those sounds and what if like, damn, I would have put it with the Scarby bass and yeah. that would have been more fire but I don't know it because I got 15 other bass plugins so having more options having more is a disease more doesn't more does not give you freedom 
People think like, man, when I finally level up my laptop, I finally get this version of FL, when I finally get all my plugins, finally get all these drum kits, I'm going to finally be free to make whatever I want. No. There's a difference between freedom and variety. Right? I can get this sweater in black, white, red, yellow. That doesn't mean I'm free to do that. That means I have have an option. I have variety. It's not freedom. Freedom is what you have the ability to say no to and it not hurt you. Mm. Think about it. Mm. Think about what you have. Like for me, I have the ability now because of the freedom of, 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 of being closer to the financial freedom that I had in mind when I went to work on music full time to say, I don't want to work on music today. No, I'm not going to pull up FL Studio today. I'm going to chill with my son and we're going to watch Kazoops for the whole day. And, and my wife is going to work on her makeup because that's her business. And I'm not going to work. I'm not going to make no videos, but I have the ability to say no to. That is my freedom. Mm-hmm. So. I think a lot of producers, when they realize, like, it's not, you stop negotiating with your happiness. It's not going to come to you when so-and-so co-signs me, right? When so-and-so decides, yo, pull up to this interview. It's not going to be when that, you have to make the decision right now in the nitty gritty of what you're going through right now. If I can find happiness here, bro, I'm trained for happiness everywhere I go. Word. That right there, uh, I wish somebody would have told me earlier been a lot less stressful of a journey for sure. Right. Let's, uh, you know, since we're definitely on the topic, let's, let's go deeper into the mental health stuff. What, why do you think, first of all, do you think that mental health is more abundant now or do you think it's just more focused on now and there's more knowledge about it and it's more magnified kind of? Well, I think that there's been stats out there. Just, just want to speak, first of all, generally, not even in the hip hop community. I think there's stats out there over the years that have always made people understand that it's something deeper at the surface that we're not talking about. But all the things we're distracted by, by all the things that we aspire to be and, and to do, there's a lot of things that we have not been able to understand about the mind. I say we like I'm one of the scientists, but, uh, <laughs> but the scientists have not been able to understand about the mind. We are still perplexed. <laughs> right. we, we're still doing research. <laughs> no research. I'm just like reading what I, what I read. But, you know, here's something, and you talked about Kanye saying it, and it's funny, I said it last week uh, as well, is that it's hard to detect injuries of the mind. Mm-hmm. Some people don't know when they say I have mental health issues. Well, what kind of mental health issues? Is it anxiety? Right? Is it full-blown depression? Is it what, what tree are you pulling? What branch are you pulling from? Because mental, if you say I got mental health issues, everything could be mental health issues. Right? right? I had a bad day. Man, I'm, I'm, I got mental health issues. Like, no, you had a bad day. <laughs> yeah. It happened, it's literally happened to human beings before you decades and hundreds of years before you it's you're going to be all right but if somebody tells you like oh no you got me hey yo chill out it's because we can't we can't really figure out like us as human beings in general and i had this when i was walking thank god um if my if i have an ankle injury if i come to you i'm like bro my ankle hurt what you gonna tell me what'd you do right i said i twisted it right what would you tell me to solve that Huh? Would you, what would you tell me to solve that? Go to the hospital. How would I know it's healed? When you can walk on it. Injuries of the mind. How do we know to what degree that injury is? Right. Right? I, I have been grinding at music for 17, 18 years, pushing my body to the limit, working 18-hour days, producing or, or making music as an artist, uh, you know, being broke in those early years and not eating right, eating a bunch of like whatever Del Taco deals was out there or, or Taco Bell or whatever, 
I could afford. I was close because I didn't have a car at the time. I've been abusing not only my body, but I've been abusing my mind. Where, where can you go to, to assess how much damage you've done to your mind? This is where therapy comes in. If I was to talk to a producer right now, like the producers who are just getting into this, you're going to understand this when you get to a level of success. Because I think a lot of producers think that, yo, all of these issues in my mind are just going to be gone when I, make, when I get the bag. No, your bag is tainted. Your bag has a hole at the bottom of it. What they got to realize, a- as a producer, when you get to a certain level, if, 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 if you get the bag, you get money, you get your first placement, don't go out and get a chain. Don't go out and start buying things. Get therapy. Mm. That's the first thing I would suggest to a producer. Like he's, looking, he's looking crazy like, wait a minute. Before you go buy anything, right? Before you even lace moms and... Because if, if, if you don't take care of the real bag, that can create, mo- that can create uh, uh, unlimited amounts of bags. That's an interesting take on it. Mm. Mm. What are we really doing? We're just putting a Band-Aid over a bullet wound until the next bullet comes and hits you. So I would tell producers, when you first get your bag, like, I know it's not glamorous, Go sign up for therapy sessions. I feel like, I feel like this is more of like when you get the bag, not a real world is gonna hit you. The real negativity, but it might I'm, even I'm be not too late. That, it, I won't say too late, but it but might I, even be to the point where you get to there and it, and you may have already been so ingrained in this that you're not gonna give it your full commitment because to give it your full commitment means that you can't continue to get the people, bag. <laughs> I don't think you, I don't think you need a therapist at the mm-hmm. gate. Why you say that? I mean, some I don't think everybody's affected the same way as a person that might get depressed or a person that experiences anxiety. And see, because sometimes, yeah, if I tell somebody that I have I have anxiety, they might be like, they might, you know, what I'm saying, they might just act like, oh shit, like, well, I never had it, so I can't. So this right here, what you're talking about, and I'm glad you're speaking honestly about it, and I respect that entirely. This right here is the reason why a lot of people will brush mental health issues under the same umbrella and under the rug and never address it. Because my thing is this, I don't have to, I don't have to get hit in the head to go to the doctor for a checkup. But there's a benefit to getting that checkup because what if they do find something? Mm-hmm. And what if, what if, how about this? I'm going to you, give you an extreme example. What if you feel like, you know what? I had a pretty decent childhood. I had a pretty decent life. You get to the bag and nobody ever taught you about financial literacy, or maybe you have a very addictive personality that maybe hasn't hurt you up until this point. Mm-hmm. But the thing about money, money is not the root of all evil. Money is the magnifying glass to who we are. Yeah, It just blows it up. So mm. when I say therapy, all I'm saying is, it's going for a checkup, but it ain't going to hurt you. You can find a therapist in your area. Like I, uh, uh, you got, you know, the uh, what is it? Um, the, the psychologist who I believe can... Uh, prescribe psychiatrists that can prescribe medicine which I wouldn't go there first go to a psychologist that that is going to give you the tools because you're going to no matter what you've gone through or where you're at the worst is yet to come and so if you come out the gate and you prepare yourself I'm not giving this to somebody saying that this is going like you can find a bad therapist there's bad people in every profession but I'm saying if you get in there and have that mindset you're going to make more decisions Five years, ten years from now, when all these other producers are falling off, you're going to find other ways to, to, to not only maintain your mental health, but also level up your business. Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you this, 
I didn't been in the studio with, you know, the, the sound waves, the Kendrick Lamars, the Absols, the J-Rocks, the Schoolboy Qs. And I kept getting invited back. Willie B's in there. I'm not the best producer in the room, not the best artist in the room. Why am I getting invited back? It's easy to work with. His mind is in the right place, right? Thank God I had an upbringing where my pops instilled these, these disciplines in me, but everybody didn't come in there with that. True. So I say, I, I respect it and I, and I feel what you're saying. Like, I know a lot of folks are like, I ain't finna bond, I ain't finna get no therapy. I think it's important for you to put it all on the table and see what you're working with. I think one good step before even getting to therapy is do the meditation because if you sit down for a while, right. you sit down for an hour, mm-hmm. you're going to figure out, you're going to start so, realizing, yeah. oh, hey, stuff's starting to go crazy. So let me play devil's advocate with you on this one because I feel you. I feel you. Meditation is a great place to, 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 to start and but I'm saying this just in case someone is hesitant about hesitant this. This is the first step. Give their problems to everybody and, and start. I'll say this is a very if you don't want to do that, just take this right. step first. But I would tell you this: even a basketball player, right? They don't got to teach him how to how to shoot a ball, right? You're gonna find your own form. There's a reason why every basketball player has a different form, mm-hmm. right? They learn their own way, and then a coach came in and said, "That's nice, but if you do a little hesitation move." you literally will be the difference between you averaging 10 points and 25. Mm-hmm. Changes the trajectory of their rest of their life. And when you get with a therapist, they're going to give you tools to identify, not even just in yourself, but in other people you you're doing business back. with. You may do business with somebody who's ultra successful, got all kind of placements, mm-hmm. but they're on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. Having the tools to identify that by going to therapy and being able to recognize, it's not just for yourself. It's about what you're recognizing other people, mm. the empathy that you'll have, right? When, when, when we're in a situation where we're thinking about us, 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 of course we're going to be depressed. But the moment somebody that you love needs to be saved, who are you thinking about? Another person. I got to go do it. I got I to suck it up and, go, and just go help. Right. So I think in that situation, I... Maybe I should I should preface with this. That's what I would have done, mm. right? Not any, you know. But I I think that having that person that can provide those tools, be able to let you see a glimpse into what your future holds, because uh, hard die, what is it? Uh, old habits die hard. Mm-hmm. I think it's important. I think it's really important. Mm. I think it's I think it's more important than any decision that you can make about your career. It's just as important as what deal you don't sign or do sign or who you work with or who you don't work with, who you send beats or who you don't send beats to. Because if you don't take care of that, if, if you don't take care of your sleep, you just literally a ticking time bomb. Mm. Your posture, stretching. Come on now. I'm, over, I got, I'm slumping today. But yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about <laughs> mental health and its relation to social media because I know you're big on digital minimalism. Yeah. And one of the main things I'm constantly at a cross between me and him have conversations about this all the time because he deletes his Instagram for a couple of weeks. And I feel like I can't do that. Envy you, man. I've been wanting to do that sometimes. You know what I'm saying? People got to walk me off the ledge with that one. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and I, I know you, it seems, you know, from watching your content, it seems like you got it under pretty good control. Right. Do you ever, you ever kind of catch yourself sliding back into, so a, a, what's the word, excessiveness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and for those that are interested, it's a book called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport that uh, really opened my mind. This is a dude that doesn't even use social media, and he's been able to study it almost like, like we're lab rats. And so he has a perspective that's like, it's beyond people who are like, okay, I know it can be very unhealthy, but I need it to get this mm-hmm. business off. That's, I need and it that's to, where I'm at. So this is what I realized. Um, 
the way that this, okay, you know, I love stories. So here's, if you don't know by now, you know that. (laughs) So uh, there was a Chinese restaurant in the Midwest that people was going to and was getting hooked on the food. Chow mein, fire, fried rice, fire. Lines were going around the building. Mind you, this was a restaurant that wasn't getting a whole lot of business. Somebody, or, or somebody recognized a change in the people in the line, right? Then the FBI got involved. Came to find out they was lacing the food with heroin and people were getting hooked. Yes, they were lacing the... It's a real story. True story. Wow. So, so bro, bro, that shit was... Like, man, I don't know why, but I, I feel like for breakfast, I just want to... We chicken for breakfast. I'm, I'm just chill. Needed that shit. So I use that example yeah. to say that's the way I feel like social media was kind of brought to us. It was like somebody put something in a drink. Mm-hmm. We didn't know how addicting social media was going to be when... I mean, when you think about the earliest social media, for me at least, was like AIM or MySpace. Yeah. No, but there was no books about how addicting social media can be. Yeah. Even the computers at that time, bro, like you got a laptop in front of you right now that you can open up 17 windows and be doing different tasks at the same time and it can handle that. Mm-hmm. The first computers that was coming out, over with. Yeah, Windows no. 95, you right. know, <laughs> you wouldn't open the multiple tabs. It was like, you do this one thing at a time. Now the brains, you know, the, the brains of the computers can do that. Us as human beings are not developed like that. So here's where we, we have to recognize that first, what you got to do, and this, and this is what I did. If you really are serious about figuring out if this is an addiction for you, go away from it for 30 days. Hard detox, 30 days. Right. Maybe you automate some things. Maybe you go on Hootsuite or, you know, you find these apps that let you automate your Instagram and just mm-hmm. put post up. Do what you got to do or have somebody run your stuff for you. 30 days. The first week, you're going to be waking up in cold sweats. You're going to go to your phone and then you're going to still check. And you're like, man, I got to delete the apps, delete the apps, get it off of your phone. The next thing, go to your settings. If you have an iPhone, uh, I think it's going accessibility and then go into display. Turn your phone from color to black and white. Part of the addiction of our phones visually is the color and how stimulating it is to us. Mm. Make it black and white. My screen time went down almost 70%. I didn't even know you could do that. When I did that, go go to grayscale. Look it up. You can make your your iPhones or your Androids grayscale. Do it for 30 days. If you don't feel more lighter and feel like like almost like somebody coming off of a high, like like a junkie high, now what you're going to do after that 30 days is reestablish your relationship with social media on fair playing ground. Now nobody put no heroin in your Chinese food. Now mm. you're like, I know this can be addicting, but I get to dictate if this is a drug that I use or a drug that I sell on. Mm. So I took that 30 days off and realized how, mu- how much clearer my thoughts are. My thoughts are so clear right now because of how much time I got away from there and all the chitter chatter and distractions. So this is a recent thing. It's a recent, well, I, I say about four or five months ago. Okay. Especially when I started up my private community, it gave me the opportunity to just really unplug. But do that and reestablish your relationship with it. What you're going to realize is that your mind is more clear. What you're going to realize is that all of the stuff people be arguing about, like the, the what is it called? It FOMO, fear, missing out. Yeah. Now yeah. you like, bro, like all of y'all over here eating junk mm-hmm. and thinking it's soul food or thinking it's home cooked meal. This is junk. This is candy. Mm-hmm. And that's not to clown on the social media. It's like we need those as tools in this day and age, but you got to reestablish your relationship with them so that you're not strung out and then realizing like, just because that, that pretty Instagram model that's on there, that, you know, she, everything looks good, don't mean she ain't strung out like the rest of us on that. Mm-hmm. 
She feel like she needs that. Social media only been around for like nine or ten years, bro. Why do we feel like we need? Right. How, how, there are successful people. The most successful people who found the connection between success and happiness are people that stay hidden. We don't never hear from them. Mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos. We know that name? Yeah. Right. When's the last time you, you heard Jeff Bezos on Twitter like, yo, where the thoughts at? You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, what, what, what's, what's this, this Laker game hitting for? Like, who y'all got? <laughs> that man got things he focused on. Right. When I saw that, I was like, bet. Right. Okay. Now I got a different relationship with social media. Now, when I come back, it's on my terms. Right. And if I want to dip for a few weeks, my business won't be hurt by it. And that was something else, too, is that my business wasn't hurt by it. The numbers didn't really fluctuate. It was in my mind. Yeah. Right. So I think you got to give yourself an opportunity to do we it. We think that... You know, you need the X amount of posts. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, no shots to Gary Vee because, you know, he's, he's a genius at he's what he does. Brilliant but, mind, bro. But yeah. Gary Vee, Garrett, Grant Cardone. They'll make you think like, man, I ain't doing shit. Bro, that gets you. They're like, like, they're doing their purpose. But also what people forget is that this is part of their business model. This is, yes, he's giving advice and he, mm. this is his purpose and he's, he's, he's giving. But this is part of his business model. It's funny. You ask most people... Uh, you know, do you know who Gary Vee is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, dude, man, he's inspirational. He be cussing and all that. What, what is his business? He's a social uh, media marketing. marketing to big uh, businesses, right? We know that because right. we like are ingrained in that. But you ask most people, they're like, uh, I think he worked with K Swiss. Uh, <laughs> I think like like he like helps people with their marketing. Like that's not even a fraction of why you have a Vayner Media building. Mm. That those are just uh, 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 branches of that. The real business that he has, it's almost like he's hiding in plain sight. But we don't know that until we have our own. You guys know that, how much stuff goes into the production of what you do. Mm. That's where the real work gets done. It's not the stuff that you're like so addicted to, oh, I just accomplished something. IG it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, you spiking dopamine, bro. You're not accomplishing nothing. That's more for personal pleasure, really. For personal pleasure. And what happens, you get into that, 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 uh, that pattern, you never actually achieve what you what you put here to do, and by the time you realize, you sitting on a hundred thousand, and and you like, this is what it's all about, and realize that the change in emotion from where you were at when you were like in the process, you were hungry, you were passionate, you had you knew what you wanted to do, you were probably more happier then than when you actually got it, because now you got it and it's like. What's next? I bought everything I ever wanted. What's next? Well, when I started, when I started moving around, moving around with studios, doing a lot of industry stuff, mm-hmm. the people that were doing the most influential stuff, like, like the most popular stuff, like setting the trends with clothes or like writing for the newest artists, they didn't have no Instagram followers. And even mm-hmm. the people with the most money, the people with the most chains on, they didn't have Instagram followers. Mm-hmm. Like, and that, that was blowing me. I was just like, what, what was your mindset when you saw that though? Like, what did you think when you saw that? I was just like, it, it, made, me, it made me feel like Instagram was just making you chase something that wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? An abyss? Yeah, Everything. like, Bro. I was just like. You know, you know what I try to do with social, and I'm, that's brilliant that you, 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 you brought that together because what I try to do with social media, I say, what if I own this? What I do with this, what if I owned it? What would I, how would I view my users of this company? This is just me, and I'm short sighted because I never owned an Instagram. 
But if I owned an Instagram, literally your time equals my money. If you stay on there longer, I make more money. Ooh. Because you're going to buy ads. Ooh. You finna pull up on stuff and buy stuff. You wouldn't even think, you know how many times I didn't bought stuff? And I'm, I'm <laughs> like, why am I buying something right now? Like, I'll yeah. go like 90% through the check checkout and I'm like, I don't need this. Exit out. Yeah. But Thanks. they've made it to where the more time you spend on there, they're not invested in your success. And like I said, once again, this is not a shot to no social media because I ain't oh, yeah, trying to have that, my stuff yeah, fall off yeah. but, <laughs> uh, uh, or get destroyed. <laughs> but they're not invested in your success. If you're right. successful, that's going to give you less time to be on there. Right. They're invested into the candy success, the highlight success. They want you to be it. So if I owned it, I'd be like, man, go show off all of them, <laughs> all the stuff you're doing, bro. I'm like, look at your, look at your stay time, bro. Stay here a little longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you make other people watch? Guess what? I'm going to give you value in the algorithm. Yeah. Ooh. Same, thing with, same thing with YouTube. Like, I understood that part of the game is that they're not in the game of views. They're in the game of watch time. Mm. If I can watch a producer, bro, if I can sit here and watch a producer grind interview for an hour and then go watch, you know, uh, the homie busy works video for another hour mm-hmm. and then go watch, uh, uh, you know, great, a, a Gary V key keynote speaker for another hour, that three or four hours that that is gets counted to the first person as well of watch time. Mm-hmm. Because you sent them through, through the, uh, through, through the oh, wow. you want to know something? Oh, I, just, another, I never knew that. This is another yeah. reason why I, um, why I ended up deleting Instagram and why I do it so often is because it's not only what you meet being on Instagram, but me being on Instagram makes me bounce between in YouTube. Yes. Makes me bounce between checking emails. <laughs> it's the addiction to the phone. Yeah. So that's why I was like, bro, I'm done. And right now, I'm honestly, I'm like, so I don't know if I'm coming back, but I might. I don't know. Yo, hear me <laughs> out. Grayscale, grayscale your phone. And go I on think Instagram. It is. Instagram it is. will become complete trash. When it hits, when it hits seven o'clock, <laughs> when it hits seven o'clock, I put a limit all my on apps turn black. I put a yeah. I put a, a, a limit on IG limit. too. So it, like yeah. after I hit, I think an hour and a half per day. A lot Same of times, a lot of times, a lot of times I hit that ignore. <laughs> you talking about fifteen right? more like minutes? This. Huh? Do it like this one, like this color scheme? No, I'm talking about like like. Hold on, literally, I had to do it because I had to get directions to get here, and I was like, some things wasn't looking right on the black and white, <laughs> so I had to go back. But I'm talking about literally. I'm gonna go here on the phone right now. I'm going to go to settings on your iPhone, go to accessibility. Okay. Hold up. What does that look like? Oh, okay. Got you. The okay. little circle. So accessibility, then go to display and text size. Okay. And then go to color filters. Okay. All right. Little pencils. Click on, on that clutter filters and go to grayscale. Now try to do this for the rest of your day. Watch your watch time. How much time? That junk is. Turn notifications off. IG becomes the most like cinematic or dry or boring experience you've ever seen. Because I see certain things, I'm like, yo, that's fire. And I'm like, oh, it got color to it though. Like I was watching YouTube. I was watching a new YouTuber that I never watched. I watched like four or five videos before I realized, damn, my grayscale is still on. But it made me feel like I don't really need to go back there. But when you're thinking about all the things that spike your dopamine, there's a what's your favorite color? Red. Red. What's your favorite shoes? Forces right now. Right now. Forces. If I pull that up on your IG right now, and it's a force colorway that you ain't never seen that has red in it, immediately it's gonna be spiking off things in your mind that's like, yo, like, how much is that? Yo, you're asking questions about things you weren't even thinking about two seconds ago. Yeah. So get rid of the color. Your time will go down. That's part of how you start to reclaim you know, reclaim your time on social media instead of your social media using you. It's a drug for sure. We're either selling it or using it. Most of us are, are, are trying to do both. Ooh. 
Sheesh. Now, you said uh, you said clout is going to lead you to a depressing place. Yeah. Can you dive deeper into that? So, <laughs> so I know, like, especially because I, I got I got younger cousins. I got you know, uh, okay, boomer. I got younger cousins, and they and they, they hit me with that okay, boomer. Um, that, like, old, old yeah, you know, you ever you ever heard that? That's mm-hmm. like that's uh. like new producer, like that's like young producer, kind of like gaming slash. I see it a lot in the producer community right now, but it's like. Uh, they they call anybody who's like back in my day, oh. you know, <laughs> producers didn't didn't work on the F of the studio. Right, They're like, right. okay, boomer. Like, it's like memes <laughs> out there. Got they it. call them boomer because of the but it's like it's so crazy because baby boomers are like, I think 1945 to 1965. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, I've seen a a, a flyer for baby it in the ACL, like in, in the uh, in the airport. I've seen it up there and it was like boomers have the highest chance of this. Oh, yeah, I've seen that ad before. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, some okay, disease boomer. or some shit. So because I said that, watch, you're gonna start noticing a bunch of folks who were doing that, but that's like the new thing. It's it's funny, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that that's what it is, but um, okay, boomer. Right. <laughs> it's so many people now that that uh, I'm sorry. What was the initial question? You you were talking about uh, um, in, in a video you said clout is going to lead you to a depressing place. So clout gets you to a place where you where you think that it goes back to the disease of more once again. It makes you feel like once I get this right, when I have this, I'm going to have I'm it's going to be everything. Like I'm when I finally get this, when I get this clout, I get this this um notoriety, which you are not acknowledging is all the things that come along with that. Mm. Right? So we talked about earlier what freedom is. Freedom is not having a bunch of different options. Freedom, that's called variety. Freedom is what you have the ability to say no to. Mm -hmm. Okay, you got clout now. Guess what? You can't say no to not showing up, you know, iced out or whatever, (laughs) like in front of your hotel, getting ready to Uber to the next spot. You have, you. this is part of your get up. This is mm. part of your clout. You You're can't that even guy. go to the mall no mm. more. You can't go to the mall no more. See what I mean? Like, mm. that's not freedom. Mm. <laughs> but we think, like, yo, when I get clout, like, it's finna be like, oh, now mm. you can't even pull up to the 7-Eleven without worrying about somebody, like, making an example of you or socking you out on IG. Mm. Yeah, you that's gotta, not freedom. You gotta force yourself into practicing boxing and shit. Yeah, n- not, now all of a sudden, you, you, you got that, that, that fight or flight because mm-hmm. you wanted to go pick up some Funyuns from 7-Eleven. You kidding me? Right. Exit me out the clout. Y'all ain't like, mm. I see producers make lists all the time and they're like, y'all, y'all sleep on Curtis King. Keep sleeping. Because <laughs> it's giving me peace. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if that means like my clout tokens are like, you know, like you go like, like, like one of these Dave and Busters or one of these gaming places and they're like on one or two, that's fine. I don't need the clout. Mm. Because what people are going to realize, and it's really like, a, a, I guess, a younger term. Okay, Boomer. It's a younger <laughs> term in which they look at that and they're like, that's what it's all about. For us, it was like respect. It's the same thing, same notion, different term. Mm-hmm. But what you're going to realize is that, yeah, you're going to get all of that and realize that what comes along with that also comes with that. Mm-hmm. You, you, you want the clout of having like all these women that, 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 floss to, that flock to you. Okay. Now you got multiple baby mamas. Mm-hmm. Ask anybody who has that situation and they're not... They're not able to balance it out. They don't have healthy relationships because they don't really know these women. Right. And, 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 you know, and, and for, the, for, the, for the woman's point of view, like, she don't really know him. Right. And she has worries because, like, now all of a sudden you're connected at life with somebody. Like, it's a lot of stuff that goes in with this that people don't acknowledge because all we're focused on is the, the shiny prize at the end. So, clout will put you in a situation where you feel like, you know, 
I think what I was saying is clout chasing. That term is a, is a very poisonous term. Because when you think about it like, oh, this person's a clout chasing. What that's going to make people do is stop. Stop taking chances on themselves out of fear that somebody else might have done this or somebody else had this same mindset. Take your chances. Are you going to sound like somebody else? There's a lot of people around here walking around with two arms. <laughs> a lot of people out here who are in the same industry that you're in. Human beings are going to overlap one another. Mm-hmm. No matter how special we think we are, we're not that special. We're specks on the damn earth. Mm-hmm. So clout chasing makes people feel like, damn, like, I don't want to, I don't want to show love to this other producer because I'm going to look like a clout chaser. Mm. Why can't you show love to your homie or somebody that came up? Nah, nah. Like, I don't want to show him too much love because I, like, I ain't no, yeah, I ain't, yeah, I ain't no sack, like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't no sack chaser. I ain't no clout chaser. You said sack chaser. You know what I'm saying? Like, like come on, bro. Like, it, that kind of mentality, th- this is what happened. I think this is my, this is my, if you zoom out, this is what I think would happen. And this is no, disrespect. Like I said, I got younger cousins, younger brothers and sisters, and, and um, I understand what it's like to be in that position. I never forgot how I felt like to be in that position, to be the young one looking at the OGs. But there's going to be things that you're going to hear that you're going to live by, and you're like, this is my creed, and then you're going to get into your 20s, and life is going to slap the dog shit out of you. And you're going to be like, I was so stupid. <laughs> but don't worry about that because you got to be stupid before you get smart. Mm-hmm. So go through it. Yes, sir. Then you're going to get in your 30s and real. Right, maybe now the way this generation is moving, by the time you're 25, they're like, oh, okay, boomer. You know what I'm saying? Because here's what happened. The internet became a playground for everybody to have an opinion or to be a voice of authority. Now when y'all going through the comments on a producer grind, you're walking on, looking at the comments, you're going to see, yo, this is a very insightful interview. Yo, he inspired me. And somebody's going to be like, bro, his hair looks stupid, yeah. right? And then that'll be the one thing I look at. And I'm like, man, shut up. Like, at least I, I got a picture. But why am I focusing so much energy on that? Uh, that's what it comes back to, I think, is, is the fact that, you know, worrying about these things, worrying about clout chasing, worrying about what am I going to look like to other people, the, the, the fear of being judged, that is what's going to, like I said, get you in a position where life is going to slap the dog shit out you. Mm. And you're going to realize, you know what? Maybe some of them boomers knew what they was talking about. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. So we're talking about a lot of what we don't need. Like, you don't need to be doing this. You sure. don't need to be doing that. But there's something on here that we wanted to talk about. It's the four primal needs that you learned from Tony Robbins. The, uh, the six. 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 Oh, so, 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 okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. So those are the primal needs. And you got the, uh, so they're basically, we have six human needs. Uh, four primal, two are spiritual. You, you, you got it. You got it. Oh, look at you. Do it. Okay. Okay. I see it. <laughs> I see it. No, no. Yeah. That's mean you good at what you do. Uh, so six needs of the human beings falls into this category. This is something that uh, Tony Robbins has presented uh, years and years ago. We have a need for, um, for certainty. We want to make sure that when we put that key inside of our, our, our car door, our house is going to open a door, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have a need for uncertainty. We want to make sure that we have a little variety in our life. We don't want things to be the same way every single day. We have a need for love and connection, right? We want to feel connected to other people. Um, and then we have another need of significance. We want to feel like we're significant. Those are primal needs. So many people have just those needs and are not happy. If you get three of those needs, it becomes an addiction. So you can be happy to be, you can be addicted to being unhappy. The two needs mm-hmm. that make you actually happy and fulfilled 
are the last two, growth and contribution. If you're not growing at something, this is why hobbies are important. I talk about producers having hobbies. If you're not growing at something, even if you suck at it, you're going to, if you're not growing, you're dying. <laughs> mm. There's no in-between. You're not mm. like, when you ever see a plant that's like, yeah, I'm kind of just chilling for the next few months and I'm going to start growing again. No, you're dead <laughs> or you're dying. So mm-hmm. growth, growing at something, feeling like you're, you're, you're losing weight, feeling like, you know, man, I, I, I just bought the, uh, this plug-in and I was kind of confusing at the beginning, but now I'm starting to understand how to use the ozone. Now, you know what? Now I, I'm feeling like I'm growing at this. Like I'm, my mixes sound better. My mastering sounds better. And the and contribution, it's got to be more than just about us. We focus just on us. We, we, we lose the, the, the greatest gift of life, the secret. That's another Tony Robbins quote. The secret of living is given. And that's what I learned when I first approached my YouTube. It was something missing. I had a bunch of accomplishments on, 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 my, on my radar. Like I was, I didn't work with Vans and, and, and MTV and VH1 and, uh, you know, Kendrick Lamar, Absol and, uh, you know, Glasses Malone, Murs and, and uh, Mac, Mac Tan, a bunch of folks. Uh, little Skies, like that did nothing for me. What more? This can't be what it's all about. Just so I can go around the different barbecues and be like, y'all work with this person. Oh, that's lit. You want something to eat? <laughs> that's not what it's about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. That that's question one more. I'm, my bad. Question one more time. Yeah, that's my bad. Yeah. No, you good? You good? Yeah. What was was a question one more time on that one? None really. I just we wanted you to expand. Needs, right? Yeah, I just wanted you to expand on yeah. before needs. So okay, that's what it was. So that's why that's the problem of going on rants. So hmm. uh, six human needs we all have, and four needs, two four primal needs, two spiritual needs. Hmm. If you can find a way to lace just one of those spiritual needs, right? For me, that's what YouTube was in the very beginning. I'm growing at something. I'm contributing to, an, to something more. that's bigger than just what I'm building. And it makes me feel significant to see that I'm touching so many people who are like, yo, you changed my life, dog. Like, I, I, I thought about ending it. I feel love and connection to complete strangers because now they're like, yo, I come to your videos every morning for inspiration when I go to my job. Because I feel like I'm going to make a way the way you made a way. Mm. Right? Um, or, you know, it can even be a combination of three, like, growing contribution. And I have certainty that when I put up an inspirational video, somebody will be touched. Mm. But the flip side of that is, if you do drugs, like, like I don't even point at you like that. And I wouldn't even ah. like that. Like, you bang right there. Wow. But no, if, if you do, like, like heavy drugs, like, wow. if, you do, if you do, like, like crack. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm playing, I'm playing. Wow. If you do you do crack, right? Think about if you do crack. Right now, you would have, you would feel you would you would crack out, go to the hospital, people are coming to visit you, you feel significant. Yeah. Right? You feel love and connection because all right. of a sudden people are like, you gotta take care of yourself. And now everybody's coming to care about you. Those are still primal needs. The mm. third one could be, you know, you know, certainty. If I smoke this rock, <laughs> I'm finna get high as a kite. And there's uncertainty because it might go on an adventure type shit. <laughs> Come on. So that's three mm. primal needs. Now you're addicted Sick. to drugs and you have not tapped into. What are you growing at? You're never going to get that first high. You're never going yeah, to. Yeah, but there's also people that can grow in the addiction. Like okay. it's fun getting better at 
Roll, but are you really growing or is it's declining? Not growing, though. It's mm-hmm. not growing. So, well, it could be how you perceive it because I yeah. now grew at being a better rolling that weed. Now I know how to pick out better whatever. Yeah, I can, I can, no, yeah. I can. Let's go even heroin too. Like, like, I'm but, sure there's an addiction in the process of getting I mean, things. So it's the way I'm not that talking about weed. It's the way that you use it. He like I feel attacked right now. I'm just saying it's in general. It's the way that you use it. You're right. I'm glad you clarified that. It's it's the way you use it. You can get you can you can grow like. Think about like the biggest drug dealers in the world. Like, like they have grown an empire right. from being on a corner to now, like, yo, I'm a service. <laughs> it's not a good thing. It's not a but grew, you're growing. But, yeah. but once again, it's an addiction. Whether it's a good one or a bad one, it depends on how you're using these human needs. So mm. thank you for clarifying that because guess what? I was on that end where I was giving, contributing to something bigger than me. And I was growing my YouTube. And I felt significant. Three, I got the connection, right? The, the Trinity. And I was still unhappy. Why? <coughs> Something called, um, I looked, where, where my phone at? I actually typed this down because I was on a plane and I heard this term put together I never heard in my life. Compassion fatigue. Hmm. That's like what nurses go through. Yes. Compassion fatigue. I'm sorry, anybody who knows me, yeah, I talk a lot. I'm running my damn mouth today and that's what I do. I don't know how to be no other way. But I care. I know my purpose. I know my purpose for being here. And I got to make sure that if there's somebody out there listening, even if it's just for one person, everybody else can think I'm a clown. I don't care. That one person that's like, yo, that sparked a great idea in me. That's all this was for. It's worth the trip alone. Um, Compassion fatigue, bro. So when I jumped off of YouTube and my passion raged, right, Mm -hmm. thinking it was my purpose, I was emotional. I I was mourning the loss as well of a Nipsey Hussle. And what he stood for, and the things that I looked up to him for as an entrepreneur. Like, I've been looking up for, for, for years. And there's like YouTube videos where literally it shows, you know, me following in the footsteps of his $100 album. I had a $100 game box that I literally gave all credit. I said, yo, he inspired me as an independent artist to push, push the, 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 uh, the, the envelope. Because I feel like everybody else out here was trying to clown or say, you know, that's why it's so funny to see all the people who are RPing and feeling, you know, of course, mourning your own way, but. How you treated that man when he was here is still a reflection of, of how you treated him. And did you appreciate him? And so when he was here, man, I got videos 2014 where I got a game box and I'm talking to Respect Magazine and they're like, where did you get the idea, Nip? And he goes and retweets it, right? And it's like, that meant something to me. So in the midst of me saying, yo, YouTube is changing, YouTube is trying to demonetize, they may delete my channel, I need to own my own. This is my video content. I should have been had my own platform. I created something called Curtis King TV. Went in there and literally within like, like, so let's break it down with you with the numbers on, on YouTube. So I was making probably like around two Gs at the time. Literally within a week, for something that took me about five years to build up to about two Gs, I surpassed that in members on my, pl- my own platform within a week. 75 members is all it took. Then it kept growing. Within five months, it got up to 800. Like right, right now today, it is at 800, uh, almost 900 members, paying members who are in there who all believed in the, in the idea and the concept. And so that put me in a place where I was like, yo, I got to keep going. I'm full of passion. So I started doing something like daily workshops. I would spend four to five hours every single day, Monday through Friday, ask any member in there, Monday through Friday, 
I would basically give them advice about certain areas of their career. Some were artists. Let's have a songwriting workshop Wednesday. Let's do a FL Studio Thursday. Let's do a Mental Health Monday. where We actually brought a therapist in and he was given advice to help. We're doing this every single day. I'm not even knowing about this thing called, let me go back to it, compassion fatigue. It took me almost 330 hours of sitting in these sessions and being the one that's the center of attention, answering everybody's question. Yo, so-and-so from New York, let me answer your question. What you got? So-and-so. And most of the questions weren't about music, bro. They was about, like, mental health. Mm. So after 330 hours, I burnt out. I burnt out, and I couldn't do it no more. That's not that long. That's, what, about 10, 15 weeks? No, if no, that's, that's, that's... It's like, what, six, if you're doing six months. Sessions, that's six months. months. 330 mm. hours is about 13 days, full days of videos. So right now, there's archive videos on Curtis King TV. I was doing Monday through Friday for six months, averaging about three to four hours. Depends on that's a lot of math right now, but basically 330 hours. You could sit right now, open up Curtis King TV, and you for the next 13 days would have videos to watch every single minute of the day. That's a whole lot of Curtis. Sheesh, sheesh. <laughs> right? And it's answering questions that are not just about FL Studio. Right. About, mm. It's about life. It's about all kind of... And I invested all of that. Mm-hmm. I had no training. I didn't know what it is to be a therapist. Like, I literally became therapist in these situations. And it burnt me out. My health failed. Like, my health started failing. My body started breaking down. Spending hours in front of the computer like that. Now, to this day, I still can't spend more than three hours sitting in front of the laptop making beats because of this experience, which I'm so grateful for, but I had to learn lessons, a hard lesson, compassion fatigue. So going back to that human need situation, what was I getting? Contribution to something bigger than me. I was, the, the community was growing and I felt significant. And I felt a love and connection to people I genuinely wanted to help them and help them grow their careers. Right. But I was not taking into consideration the fact that I'm not a machine. Mm. And the fact that I've exerted so much energy over the last Three, four, four or five years on YouTube, 1,500 plus videos. I didn't have any downtime. You I didn't take no you breaks. You like a dolphin. You weren't pod. Come on now. Talk about it, bro. No downtime. No time for play, bro. I have, I have, I have an Xbox that I probably played. Like, I just finished my season <laughs> on NBA 2K19, and I've had it since it came say out. 2K02. Like, I was like, oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. Like, you like, like, I was trying to figure out ways to, like, decompress, <laughs> but tell me if y'all feel like this. Anytime that you're not doing something, do you feel guilty? Say it again. Sometimes. <laughs> Anytime that you're not, like, making a beat, oh, hey, working on a podcast, like story of my life. sitting, being yeah, still, do you feel guilty? Story of my life. Because you feel like you can't reward yourself. You, like... I didn't, you know what I'm saying? You can't right. reward yourself for just well, you feel like you're not like, progressing. Yeah, that's what I'm Man, saying. You know, right. we're not built for that. Right. It's not what we're here to do. We're not here to be human doings, bro. We're human beings. I know it's corny, but we're human beings. Recognizing that put me in such a deep depression within the last two months, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. Really mm. transparent. Last two months put me in a deep depression in which I was like, am I ready to give up on music? Mm. Am I, do I need another career change? I'm 34. Maybe it's a career change time. And yeah. I went through, like, I was, I, that's when I started doing more meditating, doing something called walking meditation where you're walking outside and basically just letting your thoughts come out of your head and just stay in the streets. Don't bring them back home. Stay in the streets. Work it out. Just keep walking. I'd walk some days four hours, or four, four, four hours, <laughs> four miles or one mile. It just took me out and I said, I'm ready to go back home. Mm-hmm. Go back home, write in my journal. Ready to start my day now. 
And doing that put me in a place where I took about a month off doing nothing, like literally nothing. That is the best piece of mind that I've had in 34 years. Yeah. And what I realized is this. <laughs> Music started off as a hobby for me. And in my pursuit to monetize it, in my pursuit to, to, to level up, because obviously my book talks about how I took it from grandma's patio to making six figures and doing this. Like generating income with my music is not a hard thing to do. I can always figure another hustle with the music. But does it make me happy? And nobody was trying to enforce that. And so I sat with it. And once again, I had the freedom to take a month off and not worry about like, damn, can I make rent? We're good. Right? And so I did that and came back and said, I get it. I have to turn my music back into a hobby and monetize what I'm good at. I'm good at speaking. I'm good at making videos. I'm good at explaining things and doing how-to videos. Yeah. Let's get, that's what we're going to monetize. Music, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hobbitize. <laughs> yeah. So now I made it back into my hobby and um, I'm finding so much more enjoyment. And I think there's a lot of producers out here. I want you to really think about no matter what level of success you have, I don't care if you got placements right now, if you don't, think about what you're really doing this for. Because a lot of folks out here are following suit and trying to sell their beats because, well, that's what a producer does in 2019, 2020. But does it make you happy? And you won't know unless you actually practice and put your hands in there and actually do it. But from the perspective of somebody who's been in this 17 years, and I finally have a life where all that hard work that I did, I got to a destination where I'm living good, comfortable, my family's taken care of. Financially, I don't stress about nothing like that. Like some, some things, obviously, but I'm there. But if I was able to tell my 17-year-old self, you, it, you could have got here without having to stress 80% of how you stressed. Mm. Or abusing your mind and body. You could have done that a lot less than what you did to get here. And you would have felt the same exact way. Mm. That's a scary notion. So I took a time off. And when I fell into that depression... I had the freedom. That's why I say, when you, if you get the bag in the beginning and you can do this and get therapy, now I got the app called BetterHelp. You literally can pay for and talk to a therapist over your phone. That's what I'm doing. Now I'm finally able to sit with these thoughts and realize, damn, the last year of my life been crazy. And years before that, that I have not processed because I'm always on the move. So, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty deep, though. That's real shit. Yes. What did you burn to the ground? That's one thing you mentioned. You said most recently you burned to the ground, and, bro, and it wasn't a good much, move. Bro, I burned so much shit to the ground, bro. I didn't want to. I didn't. My wife didn't had to walk me off of burning my Instagram down because I was like, when I when I read when I get passionate about something, I'm like, yo, that's the move. Let's delete. I read digital minimalism. I was like, yo, that's the move. Let's go. And what you realize is that you do that, and 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 I think that's part of my personality because I'm not afraid to rock bottom. I've already hit rock bottom so many times in my life. Like, I've literally tasted the asphalt. It don't scare me. I spit mm. it back out. Whatever. Let's do it again. It don't scare me. Like, risk does not scare me. But I think becoming a father, I think the fact that, you know, I'm married now, I think there's things that make me look and kind of like, not be hesitant, but like look at it and in, in, in look at it in its full scope and say, what are you doing right now? Do you need to delete your IG? No. Why, you don't need to delete your IG. You need to change your relationship with it for sure. 
Do you need to constantly make five videos a week for YouTube? No. Right? Right now, I cannot make videos for the next two months, three months, and know that I at least got $1,300 coming from YouTube. Ain't a whole lot of money, but it is for some people. I'm not worried about that. So I'm there literally because I enjoy the process. I enjoy being there. And I, I, I want people to be able to recognize this early because if music is a hobby for you, that doesn't make you any less. That don't make you any less important than anybody else out here. But you recognizing that gives you an advantage. So you don't invest so much of your time and your money. Like, I didn't lost a lot of money doing this and gain a lot of money. Learned a lot of life lessons. I met a lot of good people, met a lot of bad people, right? I've been in the industry. I've been on the internet. I've seen both sides of it. The experience is the experience. I appreciate it for what it is. But if somebody would have told me like, yo, success is not going to solve all of your issues, mm. I would have thought about it differently. But you, but you say that you had burned something to the ground that like you shouldn't have. I did have. not answer your question. That's a damn shame. <laughs> so I was burning my YouTube to the ground. I was burning my IG to the ground. I wanted to get, I wanted to delete every video on my YouTube damn. and basically make it only available on Curtis King TV. Thank God I got mentors and my, you know, like my, my, my brother Epic, who's been in this game for a long time. He's one of the OGs of selling beats online. And uh, he gave me advice and he was like, he was a more level-headed mind. You know, and-, and about Epic the Don? Epic the Don, yeah, yeah. 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 Like he, he's been, you know, my brother, my mentor and a lot of this. And he's been somebody that I've been able to confide in that here's something I realized. Like we go through things that only other producers realize. Our homies who don't do music is like, I don't know what none of that shit is. And like, y'all sound whatever, like, <laughs> like whatever, like yeah. <laughs> pass that blunt. Like, what are you talking about right now? And so mm. when I realized like, damn, I don't have, I don't have non-music friends. Everybody I have that's homies are, are connected through music. And so I had to realize that, that, that man, having mentors and having people that I could bounce ideas off of that understood what I was going through, but then people who had other businesses that are entrepreneurs that could say, yeah, that don't make no sense. What makes sense in the producer community don't make no sense over here in Silicon Valley. Mm. Talking to them made me have a more level-headed mind and say, we do every, we do so, so many things as producers off of emotion, and that burns Thanks. us. That mm. burns us, right? Like, we'll, we'll attack a producer that's, that's an OG or, or somebody that's popping to get their attention, and then we'll look at that and say, man, good, any promo's good promo. And it's like, you sure about that? Or, or I've seen people like attack your platform for, for, for teaching producers how to sell beats, right. how to sell themselves. First of all, that's a skill. Mm -hmm. People, people are, I love my producer community. Let me say this first of all, because it's probably going to piss off some people. And I'm sorry if, if, you know, I'm not going to be disrespectful to the platform at all. But producers, there are different types of producers. But there's a segment of producers that are so chicken little. The sky is falling. Oh my God, everything is getting, beat sales are, are over. Nobody's selling beats no more. Then a guy like Gabe and Anno come along and they're like, this is how I made $100,000 in a week. Right. Oh, maybe it's not done. <laughs> right. Maybe it's changing. I think that's just people in general, though. There's always somebody that says the economy is going to, True. is going to burn. Kids, these, this generation is going to burn. So there's got to be someone in there. So here's why I preface it with producers, because we don't realize that as an industry, I'm not including y'all because y'all are pushing things forward. I appreciate this platform that y'all have because you ask questions that appreciate a lot that. of folks are not trying to ask. 
even as we haven't even talked about like what's your favorite plugins and this whole interview on producer grind. And I respect mm-hmm. that is that producers don't realize as an industry, we're literally like decades behind other industries. Mm. Yeah. Think about click. Click has been around almost seven, eight, Ooh, nine years. Right, right. Yeah, you're right. You feel me? Like, Right. People even, been even, making ends right. on that shit. Even when you think about hundreds e- of ends. Even when you think about the idea of e-commerce, it's been around for some year years. Was, but we be, we get late to the party, and the thing is, we don't fight with just like the 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 the, the, re, the, the rebellious energy that pushes against new ideas is the same rebellious energy that probably pushed against click funnels in the very beginning when it when it was out two thousand eight two thousand nine, except it happened in two thousand eight two thousand nine. If it happens in 2019, now you get a producer. Imagine a producer that's listening to people who are like against selling this amount of beats, you know, not understanding that it's it's about a conversation. Gabe talks about it from commodity to offer, right? Right. Yeah. And, and not understanding where not just beat buyers are going, but us as consumers are going to. Right. There's a reason why instead of going and buying a DVD, we get Netflix. Mm. We're buying differently now. Nobody's pulling up to Blockbuster. You can't be romantic. You know what I mean? Be romantic about, man, but I love DVDs. One method. So my thing is this. If you are romantic about it, acknowledge that your career is a hobby and Mm, love it. Or just figure out how to make selling DVDs cool. Do it in a different way. They don't want to do that. My thing is, I don't think they want to do that. People who are against all these different things that come up that are new, they're addicted to the economy called attention. Mm. They want to be rich in attention. And they're addicted to that, and that is straying away from the, from, the, from the concept that, look, you have a hobby that brings nostalgia to you. It's an expensive hobby. You don't want to call it a hobby because of how much money you've invested into it. But because you've invested that, you feel like you have the luxury to speak on this producer for doing this. I love my producers. But when you talk about a producer community online, it is too disconnected to call a whole community. There's 16-year-old producers, 15-year-old producers who can't stand 25-year-old producers. There's 35-year-old producers who are like, I've never worked with a DA. I only work with NPC. Yeah. Right? And I yeah. hate the producers that work with FL Studio. And it's like, there's so many different things that are that, that are that are dividing this community, community up that people don't realize like, like the 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 contradiction of where they're at. So just say it for what it is, bro. You got a hobby. I'm happy to say music is now my hobby because I work on music the least because of the business that I created. I work on music the least amount of time. Same and it brings me the most happiness. Mm. That sucks. If we really going to open up the, the, the curtain on what this other end sounds like, or what it feels like, just acknowledge that and realize that if you love music a certain way, you ain't got to speak on somebody that does that uses music in a certain way. We're all using music at the end of the day. Some people use music to help them get through their pains and their mental health issues. Some people use music to make money. Right. There's no different from any other human beings out right. here. Stay in your lane. Worry about that. Worry about how you can build that up instead of tear down something else that's moving. I never got that. And that's part of the reason sometimes I just like, I fall back from like the producer gossip and all the stuff I see. I'm just like, I'm good. I'm good. That's childish. And we mm-hmm. already late. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Imagine you and your homies is going out to eat and you got a homie that's sitting, laying on a couch and you're like, bro, like, we're ready to go. Let's go. And you're like, 
don't feel like going. <laughs> Why? Because I heard it's like car accidents happening. <laughs> okay, bro, we already late. We got reservations. But I don't know. That's how producers sound like right now about ClickFunnels. Like, no, it's, it's a pyramid scheme. Bro, you ever been to Vector? <laughs> you ever you ever had a company come to you and want you to sell knives? Right, 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 right. Come on, they they, they got me in high school. I sat there, I was like, oh no, no, I know what this is right, right. here. I've been in a couple of them meetings freshman year. Yeah. Speaking on click funnels, bro, we have all been put through a funnel. We probably put people through a funnel. You put it. Here's how you put a child through a funnel. Child has a cold, starts coughing, and you and you want to give them the medicine. Mm-mm, I don't want that. I know what that is, right? So you put a little bit in the juice or maybe you, you mix it with something or you give them a snack or you give them a treat if they do give that. Give them dirty Sprite. The fir- no, no, you don't go to My thing is this. Part of the the first part of that funnel is an offer. Hey, if you take this medicine, right, which I guess in, in, in a sense of click funnels, it would be for this price or I'm going to offer you something first. How about I offer you one candy first? Because you love candy. That candy's good, isn't it? you like another piece of candy, here's an offer I have for you. Mm. The child now takes the medicine and then they get the other piece of candy. Five more pieces of candy. We've been put through funnels since we were kids, bro. Like the little, the old, old lady sitting in, 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 in Costco in a supermarket has been putting us through funnels when she's like, do you want some cheese and crackers? <laughs> well, it's and on you, sale right now. It's on, <laughs> yeah. It's, she even, no, no, she's not even selling you. She's just giving you an offer. You want it for free? And you're like, yeah, for sure. I just I, I take a little free sample. You take it, you eat it, and you like walking through the supermarket. You like, man, that was fire. You pull up on her again. And you like, let me get another one. Okay, okay, I got you. And then you keep walking around. That's part two of the funnel, right? Now you're using the free product. You're getting you're getting attached to it. Now you're starting to think about something that wasn't on your mind. Boom! Fast forward. Now you walk back up to her. You're like, you know what? Not only am I buying one box, I'm buying two boxes since you got a deal. Mm-hmm. We've been put through funnels our entire life, except somebody found it as a business model and now they're selling that and now that's an evil thing. Come on now. So I think that producers who don't have an, who don't have a, a, producers who don't want to sell themselves, stop telling producers to stop selling themselves who want to make an income off of this. Worry about you, walk in your lane, let the people that follow you follow you and everybody else will, will, will do them. Let them do them. You ain't got to protect people out here. There's a grown women and grown men out here who can make decisions for themselves. No one's putting a gun to your head saying, buy these beats on, for $27. And the artists realize, like, like, it is expensive to be an artist. Studio time is, like, like the idea of studio time if you don't have your own studio. Like, artists is not trying to, their budgets are crazy. Like, they don't have what they used to have. And money's not generated the same income that it, it has for an independent artist who's not known. I'm not trying to sit up here and... and Buy your one beat for $500, non-exclusive. That's just not happening no more. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to be afraid of. It's something that you must adjust to. The mm-hmm. same way that Kodak didn't adjust, they got lost in the sauce. Yeah. Right? The same way Blockbuster was like, nah, we're not buying Netflix. You sure about that? Cool. You don't adjust, you get crushed. Out of business. Mm. You That's don't good. adjust, you get crushed, and, it's, and produces, we are no exception to the rule. So... Prepare yourself to always, if you want to get into this to, to generate income, just realize what it is. But we're all using music for something. 
That's all I'm gonna say about it. <laughs> and and I seen that um you know you posted a video you made like what two two bands in a week or something like that when you first started your yes. Photo. So the first seven days and shout out to Gabe because in that time that I did it I was actually in the midst of my depression. Mm. I was searching for something that allowed me to get off the radar and not have to be the Curtis that every time I learn something new, I have to teach it because people are asking questions and I've led them down this path. So I feel a responsibility to tell them, hey, why don't you have your beat store on your page anymore? I can't be like, man, get out of here. Mind your business. No, you (laughs) literally made a business of telling me your business. You've helped me. So now you're not going to leave me. You're going to leave me down this path and then not, you know what I'm saying? So. I'm very open about what I'm doing. At that point in time, I wanted off of the internet. I wanted the opportunity to not be Curtis King. I just wanted to be Dewan. I just wanted to be able to learn and be a student and not have to like be, have to teach something. I want to see if it works for myself. So many times we get, so, we hear something, we hear a bar and we tweet that bar. We'll tweet a quote before we've even sat with it and say like, yeah. do I understand this? Mm-hmm. Or do I just recognize and feel a, a power from it? Sometimes I just want to sit with an idea or sit with my food, throw my phone as far as away from it and not Instagram and just sit there and be like, that's a good ass plate of food. Chicken look good, boy. Right? I'm not thinking about like, man, I'm finna feel bloated up. No, nah, I'm about to eat this meal. I'm about to look at this meal like it's, damn, it's good. That's how I did Thanksgiving this, this year. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you gotta be able to do that. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's it. That's, it's just crazy, man. Like, like, seeing folks all over the place, but not realizing that the, the answer to their complex questions is a, sim, is a very simple answer. Mm. Mm. No matter what it is, if, you, if it's complex, it's the opposite. It's a simple answer. Mm. So after you got a taste of it, is it are you, you sticking with it? Is it part of your, staying part of your business? Absolutely. I'm, literally, as we're sitting here, I'm still selling beats. Mm. Like I'm, I'm literally getting PayPal notifications going forward because when I understood the concept, I understood this. The producers who don't like it romanticize their relationship with music. Mm. They're romantic about music. And rightfully so. This is your baby. You love it. I'm not selling, you know, whatever your package is. Like, like my package right now, I think, is uh, uh, $27 for 20 beats. But when I think about it from, once again, going back to that friend that I told you that was uh, mm-hmm. in, 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 in Silicon Valley, they understand the power of an offer. They're not looking like the same argument for producers who are like, I'm not selling my beat for, 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 for you know, 20 for $27 when I could sell one for, for 30 or whatever. The same argument you're using is the same argument that a lot of movies that are not on Netflix use when the Netflix came around. But think about Netflix. You got, you got a crazy amount of TV shows. You got a crazy amount of, of uh, uh, movies and documentaries. You're not going to watch all of them videos before your subscription is up at the end of the month, but that's the, the psychology of buyers now. When you understand that, you realize that that doesn't just apply to people who watch movies. That applies to all of us as produced, everybody, every industry. So now artists who have Netflix accounts because they're actual human beings who don't do music all the time, they're starting to kind of be trained into this mentality of buying because everybody else is selling like that to them. So you adjust or get crushed. My thing is, if this makes you uncomfortable and you have a romantic relationship with music, take it off of the internet and spend time with that romantic relationship. Mm. Because if one thing we learn from YouTube couples, a lot of them don't last, no matter how romantic it is. 
because mm. you're sharing every one of your details out there with everybody else. Mm. So I take the same mentality when it comes to your beats. If you're romantic about, yo, I, my beats are worth all of this, yada, 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 keep it to your damn self. Mm. Keep it to yourself. But if you're at the service of other people, be at the service of other people in whatever way that you seek, you see it as being valuable. If that's selling it, well, money is not bad as an exchange for your work. How much did it take you to make your beat? Years of work. Years of work, for sure. But how much does it really take you to make a beat right now? Oh, you're talking about initial. No money. So, so I'm not yeah. saying to say that beats are not worth anything, but think about it from just a physical product standpoint. Just, just, just looking at it from zooming out. Oh, yeah, dude. Silicon Valley, looking yeah. at that and saying, okay, how many hours did you work on this? Okay, hour and a half? Uh, what was the overhead for this? I already had the equipment. Okay, so what is, what is the worth that you're seeing right there? If you take your emotions your hourly away from, rate, right? at that point, it's a matter of like price. People don't understand about prices. Prices are made up concepts. Why is one thing $97 but something else $27? Why? Mm. Because of our perspective of what we think it is. We think we're getting more. But how many times have you bought something for a whole lot of money? <laughs> And it was cheaply made. Yeah, right. It's true. But you don't want to acknowledge it. <laughs> right? Think about Zion Williamson. Zion Williams, like, like his, his foot going through his shoe. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was an expensive shoe. It still tore through. So price is a made-up concept. So a lot of folks out here, especially like a lot of producers who were like used to selling their beats for the mortgage of a mansion, <laughs> they're not happy with that. But what they don't realize is that just because one producer sells 100 beats for $1, that doesn't affect your business. You're not selling the same thing. Right. But what you must realize, bigger picture, everything's changing around you. It's not just the producer community. Producers are ruining the industry. No. The consumers are taking over in a different way in all aspects of life. In every business. Every business. When's the last You go get a phone right now. They're not offering you better features on the phone. They're offering you a year subscription to Disney Plus. Going back to your 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 uh, your, <laughs> thera- your therapist app. There's probably therapists like, man, if he can get therapy for nineteen dollars a month, or I don't know how much it costs. Oh, for sure, yeah. I charge I charge eighty an hour. Then He's ruining the game. Like, why are you you gonna do it through a phone? No, you got to bring them in the office. We got to sit down. I got to show them the butterflies, and they got to ask the image. Like, uh, well, what happens to somebody who is so? They're so crushed by social anxiety, this is the only time they feel comfortable. Mm. They, don't deserve defer- they don't deserve treatment. You're going to tell them just to suck it up? Go mm. find somebody around you? Are you going to let them text message somebody through an app like a BetterHelp and say, you know what? Today has been a terrible day. And I need somebody to talk to that's unbiased. Because my friends are telling me, man, just like walk it off. It's going to be all good. My mom and dad don't understand it. But I'm paying this person. like. We're li- we are living in the most technologically advanced times of our, of our, of any generation, and we're the most depressed. Why is that? Mm. Too much access. You know what I'm saying? Too like, like we have so much. Plenty we are, we're, we're more anxious than ever. It's the questions that, that uh, we, got, we got to acknowledge. We, we definitely, we have good access, but we actually have. Plenty access. Yeah, we got plenty access, but plenty we got bad access too. For sure. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the bad is just as easy to get to as the good. Yeah, real bad, son. And, he's so, and, 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 the, and the socials, bro, they don't, they don't, 
it's part of their business. It's like model. they boosting the bad too, like on the social yeah. media. You know, like I'm not trying to say nothing bad about algorithm and nothing like that. I'm just yeah. saying like the posts that come on the timeline, even on Twitter, the stuff that pops up because everybody's retweeting it and stuff is mo- more than likely gonna be something negative. Right? Yeah, you know, Girl. something's gonna catch your uh, eye. Right, like some yeah. Something that you really don't you don't you don't normally see, you know what I'm saying? Somebody getting sure. beat up. Just like uh T two said, most videos that have the most knowledge on whatever you're looking for <laughs> have like five thousand views. Five thousand views. But all the BS out there, millions and millions. Yeah. And, and that's partly our fault too. That we gotta take it, a, 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 acknowledge it. Because I remember there was a period of time where when I first jumped off of Facebook, I only use Facebook for business. Like I won't jump on my timeline because it was a time where I was going through my own mental health issues, like my own anxiety, just social anxiety about, you know, all like the the the, the police shootings and, and all the stuff that was going on with like folks that look like me. And it was just like giving me anxiety about just going out because there was a lot of like, I was living in, in uh, Rialto, California at the time. And there was a lot of policemen going back, you know, going around that area. And so I just felt an anxiety about it. And I go on my timeline and I realized that, damn, there's a lot of people dying around me. Mm. It's not that they were dying. It's that the algorithm gave me a system in which they said, oh, you spend more time on RIP post. Ooh. Why do I spend more time? Because I want to see if I know that person. Mm. Maybe, I'm, maybe they was even following me. Hey, how did they, how did they pass away? Right, exactly. Now the algorithm is not evil. It's just saying, oh, that's what you like? Now I'm going to give your timeline to be exactly what you said that you tell me that you like. Mm. So now you're looking at a whole timeline full of RIP posts, f- full of, uh, uh, you know, unarmed people being, sh- being, being, being shot because that's the stuff that you consume. That's the stuff that makes you emotional. Mm. Now the algorithm is literally giving you a reflection of your, your worst self. But that's a, so that's the type of data that they collect then. Well, but you know what it works in a good way too because now my Instagram... I muted so many damn people. I didn't mute y'all. I love y'all. I didn't mute y'all. But I muted so many people because I was like, either it was on some like, I know you're not happy and you just posting for the likes, so I'm just not going to engage with it. Now my stuff looks like inspirational memes and quotes. Mm. And and it looks like, you know, a little bit of Gary Vee stuff, but even I got to like tailor that off sometimes because it makes me go to, like I get inspired to do something, but it's like. Anxiety kicks in. Bro, like right. you don't have to do nothing right, right now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like what? It, like you get it? Like think about inspiration. Inspiration and motivation are cheap drugs because what do they make you do? It's like Red Bull. You see a little high. A little, oh man, I'm feeling motivated. I gotta go get it. <laughs> go get what? <laughs> real, real question. Go get what? And that's where passion. That's what I'm saying. Going back to that. That's where passion has uh, bit me in the ass. And in in. Letting that be the driver, the drunk driver, bringing it all full circle. Just <laughs> mm. brought the podcast full circle too. Man, I know we're getting there. I know, <laughs> I know I've been talking for a minute, but I, yeah, I really appreciate y'all because this, this is more so about y'all. Can I shine a light on y'all real quick? Let's get it. Because, um, you know, being that I'm not necessarily in the industry, and I know you guys talk to a variety of different producers, I do appreciate you, you know, giving me the opportunity to be in here and to share in your platform. I think that what you guys are doing is so important for producers because it's making them more social. Mm-hmm. It's making them ask questions about their career that they would they usually wouldn't ask, but that now they have y'all to relate to because y'all are y'all are relatable. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate what you guys are doing. I appreciate the fact that you take it with so much professionalism. But that's just a side note. I I, but at the end of the day, any producer out there, you know, I know I I, I expose you to a lot of stuff, or maybe you already knew some of this stuff. 
look, you don't have to do anything right now except for one thing. Just one thing. Yeah. And I don't know what that one thing is. Mm. Just one thing. If you wrap your mind around that, maybe it's, I don't need to make a beat today. I need, I need, to, I need to relax today. I need to give myself guilt-free downtime. I need to play the Xbox, right? I need to do something that gives me an opportunity to remind myself that beyond me, the producer, I'm still a human being. And you don't want to spend 40 years of your life doing this and realize that you never liked what you've been doing and now you're stuck to it. You're literally married to it now because this is who you are. You're the producer guy. And now you can't do another profession because everybody's like, man, you must have fell off. You did this. So, um, that clout. The clout, exactly. Yeah. So focus just on one thing. That's all you want right now. Right now, all you got to do is one thing. No matter what your goal is, if you want to make money from this, cool. One thing. Maybe it is stu- studying the, the funnel system or going back to a lot of these producer grind videos. One thing. You ain't got to do it all in one day, but just one thing. Mm. What do you say? Overestimate what you can do in a year, underestimate what you can do in a decade. Yeah. As long as you that. got time. Talk to that, bro. Shout out yeah. to T2, man. T2. Yeah. So uh, that's the bigger picture with, with everything that I want to make sure that at the end of the day, th- there's only one thing. And, and really give yourself time to think about, yo, is this what I really want to do? Because if this is just an expensive hobby, this is a fire-ass hobby. Making beats is fun as hell. Facts. But maybe you're not in it to sell beats. Maybe, maybe you just need to learn the ins and outs of streaming. And maybe you become a superstar in the playlists on instrumental playlists. Hmm. Right? Maybe you yeah. make music for people who are heartbroken. People who are just going through breakups. And now your beats that are like, people are like, it's weird and dark. Now <laughs> you're helping them. Find your lane, man, or create, create your own thing. And you won't know going around asking people like me or the people that you look at as leaders in this, don't come around asking me if this is good for you. I won't know till you do it. Mm-hmm. You ask yourself, do I like this? Most important thing. I feel like this is another one of those. I mean, I already know there's another one of those ones, man. Man, we, thank you. Podcast been going crazy <laughs> lately, man. I like how like lately we've been talking about so much other things, like you said, besides you know VST plug. Not one VST, not right. one. How do I mix? Really, yeah. really make people think about themselves, like right. Mm, yeah, who am I? Appreciate wow. you. Appreciate you flying out to, to chop it up with us, man, and right. well, talk to our audience, talk to the community, man. Yeah. I hope people run this one back. I hope people tune in and all that stuff, man. For sure, for sure. For that comment that I know I'm about to get for talking too damn much, I love you too. <laughs> oh, I did that too. It's all good. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. We signing out though. Another dope episode in the books, man. Peace, Thank y'all. You.